What's up, everybody? Uh, it's a group text podcast. Uh, I'm Braxton Brown in Brooklyn, New York. Got my sister Tia Brown in Somerville, South Carolina. Got Chris Hickman, our cousin, out in San Diego, I think, still, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I got the superlative of all the cousins who moved around the most, but I think that one should have gone to you, bro. Yeah, yeah. that was pre-Chris moving all the time. We did that way before. <laughs> Shoot, I think you were in St. Louis at that point, maybe. Um, yeah, probably. Or maybe Portland. I don't know three, years, three or four years ago, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I was <laughs> Yeah, if you never listened to us before, uh, we just talk about pop culture, current events, social issues. That's what we're daily talking about in the group text. There's always something going on, um, especially when the TV shows pop back up. Um, that always sparks a lot of the debates that we have this week. Um, obviously Insecure came back last week, um, and this week's was pretty good. I think, like, the big scene, you know, that people were talking about, or the big thing was, like, you know, Lawrence telling Tasha that he hooked up with his ex, and then, you know, she kicks him out, and then he comes back, and he tells her, or I guess he, does he apologize? Yeah, he apologized and she invited him in for dinner. Yeah, seemingly that triggered a lot of people. Well, it only triggered, like, it's kind of sticky because Lawrence is, like, a decent guy. And, like, we're seeing him out in the real world be, like, a decent person. And he is hurt. So, like, and he did admit it. Most guys don't admit that they're having sex with their ex or some other chick. They just continue to let it be the side and you not even know. So, like, it's kind of hard to hate Lawrence, but, like, I know how, like, all girls know how Tasha felt. Like, literally Monday, like, all my girlfriends was hitting me up and we were talking about, damn, like, I remember when I did, you know. Like, seriously, the show is too real. Yeah. I don't know, like, I would, the show is pretty solid as far as relating to real life obviously she's been through a lot of this stuff i like that scene um but i think i'm conflicted because tasha knew lawrence was on the rebound though like she even said that they weren't like exclusive so i didn't really but i can understand yeah but she but like i guess as a female like i know that she likes him. Like, I know how she feels. Like, I know how that feels. And, like, yeah, you're trying to play cool. Like, well, we never really said it was anything serious. Like, that's what girls do. But deep down inside, we're, like, dying. So I, like, as a female watching it, like, I know how she felt at that moment. It was, like, Yeah. I don't even – did he ever tell her that he was dating anyone, though? Yeah. He did? First season. He talked about that. He talked about that with her all the time at the at the bank and when they used to go get food at a... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Chinese restaurant. They talked about that a lot. You're right. I was trying to... Because that's what I was trying to remember. I was like, man, I Because I never went back and watched the first season before starting the second one. So I, the only recap that I got was from memory, basically, 
or just like yeah. that beginning credit. So I could never remember if they actually like explicitly talked about that or not. I mean, yeah, you- like his, he probably did some emotional cheating because he was yeah. telling all that business. Yeah. And I've been like I've totally been Tasha other than the guy being decent. The guy was a dick. But like I know how she felt. Like that shit like I wanna be like, girl, just break up with him. Even if he doesn't get bad with Issa, it's just messy. Nah, I it's like just that, um... messy and but but Lawrence is different because he admitted it. He was like, I'm trying to do this. Like most guys don't give a damn and they ain't trying to do shit but like have Two and three girlfriends. I can't ever remember its names, but I like her dynamics. I like Issa's dynamics of friend group. You got Molly who got her back no matter what. But I love the the bigger girl. I can't remember her name in the show. I think it's Kelly. I love Kelly because Kelly was like, yeah, and that nigga was sleeping on your couch for how long? Two months? See, that, yeah, like everybody needs to like bring you back to reality and be like, girl, he was not shit. He didn't work for four years. Like, come on. Yeah. Not saying that that justifies her cheating, but you know, everybody needs like their little hype man friend. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I respect that because it was just like, yeah, I mean, this nigga is not faultless. Like, I'm Lauren's yeah. home. Don't get me wrong. And it's always easier for, like, your friends to say, Like, I've been that friend, too. Be like, but, girl, he did so-and-so and so-and-so. But then, like, when you go through it and, like, you're like, damn. Like, you could say he cheated on you, did all this shit. But if she still loves him, it doesn't matter what your friend says. But it does help for, like, two seconds when you're in the moment. <laughs> hey, Got to focus on it. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I can't uh, think of much. Of yeah, that, that, yeah, that yeah, that was like I feel like the absolutely gorgeous. Jesus Christ. Who? Amanda Sills. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, she's on point. Be a podcast. Yeah, she is on point. Um, yeah, she is. Yeah, I don't know. It's I was kind of worried after the first episode because I because I was thinking like, oh man, this may already get stagnant. But I feel like this episode like seemed to open it up more because of that happening. Um, and I didn't expect her to be like, oh, you want to come in and get food? So like, who knows where? Shit, I did. I was like, she really about to invite this dude. I mean, do you think? I like. It's, I mean, do you think it's? Would I don't know. You don't want to do that, but like in her situation, like I said, it's sticky because I'm saying was he just was he just better off not telling her though? Huh? I mean, was he just better off like not telling her? No, it's good that like he's a decent guy for telling her, and now she can make the decision. Ninety nine percent of these dudes out here ain't even telling you, and like then you find out like they're with some other bitch like on Instagram or something, Mm. (laughs) like. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of weird because Lawrence is like really a good guy. Now if this was his friend that he lived with doing this, like the shit wouldn't even have went down. See, like they're that. already hinting at him having to, with the real litter chick. Like I feel like that's something that's gonna come up because they kind of hinted at that. His friend, yeah. With the real litter? Yeah, because remember when they went to go look at the apartment, he was like flirting with the girl and like looking at her, right, and then like Lawrence. Calvin's is- a savage though. That's they. That's pretty much his interaction with damn near every girl that they were yeah he trifling like he flirt with everybody yeah. he... mm. and they didn't he engaged 
Yeah, he, I think he was last semester. I don't think I was about to say last semester. I think he was last uh, season. But um, yeah, I think he got engaged. Yeah, but I, they didn't really touch on that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It, obviously, if he's engaged, his wife's not living in the house with him, or his fiance is not living in the house with him. Yeah. True. Which I guess that's not typical. I don't know. I won't say typically standard, but I. Uh... I know. Engaged. They live together yeah. in new age. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Um, again, it's I. Good... I this was like a good episode. I like this one better than the first one just because it seemed to open up a lot more doors. The first one had me a little worried. I thought the first one was amazing. Like intro episode? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know it what like, it was about it. Just I was worried, but I'm not now. Maybe it's because there's just more mirror wraps in this one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. She does kill those. She's crushing those. Um what else is on the TV rundown? Power. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this episode got a lot of backlash. Uh, from a it lot was of so it. much death. It was, it was like, damn. And then they got, they're getting gory. and Yeah, that, that scene with Julio seemed like. Extra. Uh, extra, yeah. Real extra. Julio um, seems is garbage, man. I mean, yeah. Just I, at first I was questioning you. Well, now I see like there's just so many plot holes with everything. Like the writing is pretty shitty. You're right. It's pretty fucking. I terrible. understand like Dre almost had to kill Julio. Um, Julio had to die, which I wanted to say that last week, but I forgot. But if he discovered and then he lets Dre know that he saw him with Kane. Yeah, um, like why did he even say anything? Would to him? He should have just went that. straight to ghost. Yeah. What? Because I, because he didn't know that he was out of jail, that's why he didn't go to him. But still, yeah, he would, I well, he couldn't no. Tommy. But still, why would you tell? But that's saying Tommy didn't have he didn't have his phone. He didn't know Ghost was out of jail. Like he had no one else. He had. He, I feel like he had. But no he one should else to go not to. have told the person that he saw him with. Like that was just dumb. Yeah. Especially in like history, like. That, yeah, that wasn't. That well, the is the, no the other thing that threw me off too was like the whole nonchalance of seeing him. Like, didn't he know that he was supposed to be dead? He was like, wasn't he? Wasn't even surprised that he saw him. He was, you know, like you, you would have thought, you'd be like, oh my god, like I thought this person was, dead. Like, you know, and that, yeah, and that's that's another reason why I don't think he would have ran to Dre and let Dre be the first person he's <laughs> told. Right? That doesn't even make sense. He's not even like loyal to Dre. So why would he confront Dre about it and not, even though he couldn't find Tommy and he didn't know Ghost was out of jail, he would still find somebody other than the person that he confronted because that's clear backstabbing. Like, that is... Right. I guess he could have gone to Tasha, but I don't know what type of relationship he has with Tasha. I don't think they deal, but that's I was I could have seen him going to her over him. Yeah. But see, this because is... Because Kanan this... is supposed to be dead, right? To them. Right. That's what... Yeah, exactly. And their worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, and but whenever he saw, he like wasn't even surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> this was like okay. Yeah, I'm like y'all need to be seeing a ghost here. Y'all need to like ghost when he saw him was like oh shit. <laughs> whenever he slammed his head on the uh, steering wheel, though, that shit was hilarious. Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like 50 Cent he like posted something after the show where he was saying how. 
basically like they wanted to have extra episodes they wouldn't let them do it even though they're like the highest rated show on the network and he's talking about leaving can he can he just like pull the plug on the show or i don't think you can take it to another network is that i don't know how the i don't know what the logistics of that are that's not how contract work. I can guarantee he shit. Did. The game did it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You might, the, only, be or, they, you might only be under contract. You canceled the game. Yeah, but you might only be under contract for a certain amount of seasons, right? So what if they were only under contract for four seasons? Then. I think they said it's only going to go. How many? I think it's only supposed to go like seven. Oh, my God. Seven. I don't think that's possible. It, it might not. I, it, they said the number. I feel like I read an article. I feel like seven, but I could be getting that mixed up with something else. Oh, but it ain't gonna make it seven. I can guarantee it ain't gonna make it past five with me, to be honest. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like that article kind of explained like why everything seems so rushed because they're not giving them time to like develop more shit. And I get that, but leave out killing damn Julio and Tommy's girlfriend's uncle for five minutes like leave out dumb shit that don't even matter yeah that that whole side thing i was like why what's the point i don't understand why they keep bringing holly up i think it's to like try to give tommy more like well i watched the after show and the lady was like you know whenever he was about to die the only person he thought of was holly and he kind of got like a new lease on life and he feel like by doing that he atoned for the whole Holly situation and now he's like a new man. I was like, I didn't get that. I was just like, that came out of yeah, nowhere. Because like, I don't even day, remember her saying she got molested. Maybe she he, did. He never, like, they never, they never had that conversation on, like, that was never, that was just something, that's what I'm saying, they just threw that in there and it's supposed to be some curveball that I don't know why. Like, there, unless he gets caught up for doing that, there's no reason to have that, there's zero reason to have that scene in the episode at all. Yeah, and if you get caught up for doing that after he did like all that other shit, like that's ridiculous. I never knew she got molested, and I don't think that guy who had Tommy in the trunk and uh, tied up was just gonna believe his word that this other guy set them both up. Well, that's why he brought in that other woman. I don't that's know. That's why that, that is. Russian, that Russian. Who was, was that other wife. woman? I thought she was Milan's wife. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you may be right. Because that was the, yeah, I think that, what that was is Tommy what was. Was with her? Because remember whenever all the shit like went down in the club, whenever they got uh, Milan, like, you know, she was in the club or whatever. She, she was like scouting Ghost out first. So I think, I don't know how she vouched that like Tommy wasn't the dude who set them up or whatever, but that's another, but, but again, that's just another plot hole. So just because, so it doesn't matter. Tommy still killed fucking Milan. Yeah, um, but whether, yeah, whether somebody set him up and told him that he had the orders to do it or not, he still killed him. No, no, that guy just isn't gonna go and let Tommy go. Oh man, we really messed this one up. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I think that is why they're gonna come because he didn't because he didn't actually get the order or something like that. I don't know. But but again, this is this is why. Uh, there's so many plot holes because a lot of the shit like just does not make sense. One after Tommy told the guy he's not gonna kill ghosts, he's it, just going against the dude's orders. Two, uh, 
I don't even know if the guy really wanted him to kill Ghost if he was going to put him in the trunk anyway for killing Milan. So I don't really understand that whole conversation before him putting Tommy in the trunk and about to kill um, and about to kill Tommy. I don't what like and now after that all of a sudden they're still going to continue to work together. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so like I was so confused why they had that meeting at that um why they had that meeting at that empty warehouse or empty office thing and then his whole intent after that was to get Tommy drunk and then kill him. I don't like what? Those are the times whenever Tommy makes those decisions and he's just like, How how fucking dumb are you? To yeah. the guy was like the guy was like, No, stick like he wasn't just having him to stick around and have a fucking steak dinner. Like obviously he had some sort of plan and the reason why he was getting you so drunk. Those are the times when I hate Tommy the most. Cause like, how fucking dumb are you? Like, you know obviously this guy's plotting to do something. Cause if well, he wasn't here, he was like, All right, go back to the New York. And that's why he can't run a business. And that's why Ghost is Ghost and Tommy's Tommy. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. But sometimes he just make like, those are those are the times I'm like, I can't tell if I hate him as a character or if I hate them for just writing that into the show to make it that dumb. I, I, yeah, like, I think they're just trying to show us how careless he can be. But it's like, we already know that. He, like, kills people for no reason. Like, yeah. you have showed us this since the first season. When is he going to... I guess he's never going to grow. And if he's never going to grow up, you have to kill him off soon, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, because but, every... Because that means... Yeah, because, like, every three episodes, he does something really fucking dumb. It's just, like, the same trick pony, like, every season. Like, yeah, he's he does got something dumb. Of, like... <laughs> Yeah. How many people he's talked out of killing him and they end up killing somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, how many people has he talked out of killing him now? <laughs> <laughs> Including <laughs> Ghost. Like, shit. Right. Oh, man. Like, the only person who hasn't tried to kill him is, like, Tasha, basically. Yeah. Right. And Lala's and character's probably Lala some dumb shit. Yeah, she's plotting. With the same thing. Oh, you gotta kill Ghost. Like, like, come on. I'm over it, man. I'm over it. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm over. Like, they gonna have to do something. I keep this, saying this too. It's like, why do people like Ghost? I, see, I always say I'm just indifferent. I don't like him. Me more too. I'm so indifferent to him, but like. Like I did want him I didn't want him to be in jail because he didn't do that. Well yeah. yeah. But like when he's like, Oh, let's let's start over. Um and he was like, I that wish was he, he, he was I like, like he was like I wish like, Angela I never came like, I wish Angela never came in the club. Really? That's how you, that's like that's Oh boy, that's, right. that's not about, the way to I approach wish you that. Just kept your dick in your pants, like no, <laughs> like uh uh-uh. uh, I I I like ghosts like at like work and business and all that, but at home he is trash, like seriously. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe we're not supposed to like him, but maybe it's pretty. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's he's the only it. one I'm unclear about. Everyone else on that show, I absolutely hate. I don't hate Tasha. But she's kind of getting there, too, because she's, like, very... Like, I don't like the way she's playing Keisha. Like, I don't like that. I don't like seeing women do... Like, she she's worse than Ghost. If she was a man, she would be a beast. Yeah, I think she... I think she's playing Keisha to protect her family. And I, I, 
If Keisha don't get on board, though, Keisha ain't going to make it to season uh, five. Yeah. let you know that right now. I think it's already a wrap for her. <laughs> yeah, because she tripping. Yeah, it. and we already know Tommy don't mind <laughs> Someone killing, made so. the point earlier, though, that, that she thinks that Tasha is sleeping with Tommy, and I didn't pick up on that. Uh, She's, no. She, um, she alluded to it. No, she's still like self-conscious about the whole Sean thing. Mm. Um, so when Tommy was like sleeping on the couch, you could tell that she, or when, um, what's her name? Tasha told her that Tommy was sleeping on the couch or whatever. And she saw like the blankets and shit on the couch. Oh yeah, she felt some kind of way. She felt some type of way about it. And, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but Tasha was like, "No." Just, what yeah, you talking? She shut that down. She's too busy quick. thinking about the damn lawyer and his creepy ass. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but she completely went away from that this episode too. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. looking at all the feedback from this particular episode, everyone was like, "Man, I might really have to be done with power after this season." Yeah, it's not. It, I mean, I the fifty whole mad. fifty cent switching thing was garbage. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I didn't get that either. But man, he's so good with yeah, the one-liners. Yeah, that came out. Of, I like rewound it because I was like, did I miss something? Yeah, that just no, came out of but, nowhere. Because like the reason why you like him as a character is because he's like just fucking like, like ruthless basically. And now he's. But just they kinda, were trying to say like his he, he did become fond of Tariq. Tariq yeah, but like why? Whatever. Like what did he even do for him to be, to, to like. To him to love him that much to to kill his whatever what was her name juice box like it's there wasn't enough done there for nah, him to like switch that. that allegiance up like that you know they didn't develop that long enough for me which I understand they're not getting the episodes like, to develop it but yeah. juice box saved his life I mean, uh, half the time they're hanging out yeah, Tariq like, is like pass out on lean they, they don't have any dialogue and Tyreek was passed out that's what I'm saying like every time they hang out he's like <laughs> passed out on lean they have no time to even have any type of relationship or build a bond yeah and then all of a sudden he all of a sudden he likes ghosts and ghosts just fucking stabbed him and put him in the building on fire and then Left him to die, uh, sent him to jail for however long, what, 10-ish years? And yeah. his explanation of, I had a plan and you weren't with it, was going to be enough for 50 to allow? Come on, bro. And then, like, also in the after show, they were like, they were trying to show, you know, that these two still have a bond. and No, they don't. Like they yeah, that's the whole like, point of the show is that they don't. Literally thought he murdered this dude. <laughs> yeah. They don't. If they had a bond, it's been broken. Yeah, that's literally as soon as he the... got out of jail. His whole plan was to get ghosts. Literally, the whole premise of the show is that they do not have a bond. Have a bond <laughs> because he betrayed them. That is the entire premise of right. The Oh, I don't know. Maybe we thinking too deep or maybe that No, I don't think we are. I think we could probably write a season of power and it would be at least at least a few notches better than than what they've shown us. This yeah. season at least anyway. They're not thinking deep enough. They yeah. just doing whatever now. I think I think I don't know how much longer it has. Yeah. I mean, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, because yeah. Ghost should have shot Kanan and then made it look like they should cut killed each other. And that's but fact. he wasn't thinking like that white man in jail. Oh, uh, yeah. He wasn't thinking on his toes. Yeah. 
Because I would have made sure he was dead. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you done did too much shit. Like, you gotta die. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna forgive you for kidnapping my son, then, I guess, taking me to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better next week. Probably not, but... We'll still be watching. We'll still be watching. We never really talked about the Confederate show, which obviously I'm pretty sure we're all against because, like, it's the writers of Game of Thrones are writing this show. And I guess it's about it's it's, it's the premise that if slavery was like never abolished, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know why someone would think that would be a good show to write in today's climate, but okay. I guess it was like if the Confederacy won, then like slavery would have never ended. Right. They're gonna make it to like a modernized, um, how do they put it? Modernized something, and like have it in like a modernized form, which we already have that uh, family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just right. like, what did you say earlier, Chris? Slavery is basically just legalized now, and it's called prison. It's called yeah. prison. Systematic I mean, they, oppression. Yeah, I mean they send you out community service if you get like a DUI or something. You go out and you fucking work eight hours doing picking up trash and stuff. I guess that's not still won't be as bad as slavery or anything, but. In jail, they do the same thing where you're working for like what point two twenty cents an hour or some bullshit. I mean, like I'm that. I'm talking from like a, even a bird level perspective from that. I'm just talking about like the way that the system, like the prison system, is set up now, just in general. Uh, yeah, about... yeah, because correction officers ain't nothing but overseers, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but, but there's another show that Amazon is doing. I guess that they've been working on since last year but they just announced it i think maybe today um and it's with uh air magruder who did uh boondocks and will packer but basically it's like a uh a post reparations america i guess um yeah i I misread that article earlier i thought that show was gonna was the one that if the south has succeeded Nah. Oh no! See, I like this one because it's like black people start their own. Yeah, it's like, like basically colony. black people have like Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, um, and then it's kind of about them like starting anew, but they still have like the people in the north or whatever, and it's still like I think there's like still like obviously tensions, but it's kind of the opposite premise. It's like they're free now; they've taken over the southern states, but you know. Obviously, a calculated time for Amazon to announce it. I guess they've been sitting on it for a well, while. Well, they said. Well, they said they had. They felt like they needed to announce it because they've been working on theirs before this Confederate thing, and they didn't want people to think that they were like just doing this in response. Right. Yeah. Right. They thought they, they thought that um, it, this is calculated or something by HBO because somebody had to know that they had this right already. Like the alternative history premise already on like slavery etc right and i'm not sure what this will packer guy's done i don't think i've ever heard his name uh he did girls trip and he did like Uh, think like a man uh, like pretty much every black movie that's come out in the past five years okay y'all need to see girls trip i know it sounds like girly but that movie is funny as hell like that's literally the funniest movie i've ever seen in my life like i've laughed the whole time i 
It was funny. Funnier I feel bad because that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, I'll catch it on the fire segment. I was like, oh, I should go support like black movie. But you but should. that is really funny. Yeah. <clears throat> but nah, but don't go see it with your mother. It's not for her. I told my mom she couldn't go see it. <laughs> like it's some shit in there. <laughs> mm, good to know. But it was funny. Um. Yeah. I just. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm. My whole thing is it kind of opens up. I guess it's not the same because it's still saying like slavery is like abolished, et cetera. It would be cool to see how he develops this into pretty much um, black. I guess it's kind of be like just the black ass states in Louisiana, Mississippi or whatever versus the rest of America, which we already know, like if that was the real case. This shit will be two episodes long to where America talks about invading those three <laughs> states and then America invades and wins in five right. hours. Uh, <laughs> and then takes back over the territory. So, <laughs> right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he develops this. But I don't know, man. I think it's opened up Pandora's box because, I mean, you can't, I, I feel like you can't. Um, do like the alternative history and for one and then have uproar for alternative histories on the other so whether it's empowering black people or not I mean it's just you can't have it both ways in my opinion yeah and I mean yeah I was trying to think of like is there any was there any sort of way to positively spin a show like confederate other than like the only thing that i could think of if it was just like not romanticizing those parts of history that people tend to romanticize in movies and shows and not show all the bad stuff you know but then again it's like 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 say that again i said but then again how else could you tell it well, I mean, you could tell the side that people don't typically tell, but then who wants to tune in every week and watch that is the, you know, no one, like no one would want to watch a whole season's worth of like in 12 Years of Slave or any other movie you see in the bad parts of slavery, like something like Django and Chain, all the fucked up shit. Like you wouldn't want to watch those things for a whole season or however many seasons, but, but again, that's like the stuff that people brush over in movies and they romanticize it. There's something, you know, and there's slavery involved. They never show, like, you know, there's not, like, long, um, you know, there's not very many movies that are, like, really showing, like, the really shitty parts of what slavery was, and it just kind of gets glossed over, unless someone... I mean, there was. I mean, there is, obviously, but it's unless someone black is doing it, obviously, which kind of makes sense, yeah. because, you know, it's not coming from their experience, but I would say they're more qualified to pull that off in a way that's not offending people. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I agree. I'm just saying like with that whole like revisionist history shit on slavery, I don't want Confederacy or Confederate. I think the show is going to be trash. I would never give it my time. Um, I don't see a and point. And why, like, even do, yeah, there's no point. And I know people hate, like, slavery movies. I don't mind them because it's, like, a reminder of, like, how strong our ancestors are. Like, 
like we could really overcome anything like i look at it from that perspective like yeah like there's definitely graphic scenes like in 12 years a slave and um the nat turner movie and all that but i just feel like it's just a reminder of like how far we've come but like we still got a ways to go but look what they did we can do it too and like they had a way less resources and like you know right all that than we have yeah i mean how many times have i said that like if you are black and alive right now it's like pretty much a miracle if you if you were to read middle passage or mm-hmm. you know if you've ever watched roots even though i guess that even had like a lot of questionable uh, but I mean, even but, though it's that Roots wasn't probably accurate, it was accurate in like it was ac- in, in somebody's experience right. that we don't know. Some some slave, some family out there that shit happened in everybody, every one of our families at some point. Right, they got separated, like all that. I mean, right. So again, if the show is, if the point of that show, and this is devil's advocate thing here, if the point of the Confederate show is to not romanticize any of that stuff and and show how brutal cuz i mean that's that's essentially what happened whenever roots came out white people had like of like all this white guilt for actually seeing for the first time i guess on tv like slavery not romanticized the- now i don't know what the explosion was after that other than just like you know a lot of white guilt and they were showing roots in in classrooms and stuff i I think i was probably too young to remember that maybe that was before me but again if it's something like that you know whatever maybe i could see the point of it um but it's kind of like you know what chris is saying you know if you you know if you have one side of it you know why not have the other side of it and so many people especially a lot of the stuff i listen to now they're always talking about how those parts of history are romanticized and no one really shows the the um you know the brutal side and like the you know the real side of how it was for people that were like on that side of the struggle because i think it's i, I really do well obviously it all sucked and nobody should be a slave but even in like birth of a nation which is supposed to be like this gory like slavery movie where it talks about like a slave rebellion the first three quarters of that movie is nat turner being treated really well by his um by his slave owners which um so it's it's part romanticizing but it's part of man sometimes it's probably actually happened where you have you have like pretty decent this is like oxymoron, pretty decent slave owners and slave compared to other slave owners, obviously. But I mean, but do you think it's that way? Because I think is I think you you might think that because that's how it's always been perpetrated. Like, well, I'm, I think, that movie well, I was, think there's that movie definitely was based on actual Nat Turner's like interpretations of like his life. Right. I don't know if it was like a book or something of somebody. Yeah, writing. he wrote know. a book. Like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is his actual thinking. So, and I think it would be a little bit ridiculous to say that every um, slave owner, obviously, it's not ridiculous to say that they're all. <laughs> oh, I know what you're gonna say. I was like, oh, that wouldn't sound that ridiculous to me. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> obviously, it's it's a it's time thing too, though. So it's 
if that's the way, how can I put this without sounding like a fucking coon? Jesus. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. That. I know what you're trying to say. It's that. based on the time frame, like a, the time frame. So obviously it's easy for us to look back and say all these dude people were fucking assholes, this and that. But when you're actually going through it, then you may not think of yourself as a bad person. You may not think that what you're doing is bad. And yeah, just like now when people be like, I would like, don't punish me for what my ancestors did. I would never do that. Yes, you would have because you wouldn't have known any other way. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what I'm saying. Like, so I think it would kind of be crazy to think that outside of everybody would treat you super shitty even though you would always have your place you can't like nat got pretty disrespectful based off birth of a nation and they would let him slide more often than not but there are evil more evil slave owners there i there will be a hierarchy what i'm saying of of people who were evil down to like the people because yeah. if you compare his slave owner to the slave owner that was in 12 years of slave. Yeah. Like, that yeah. guy was an asshole. And, like, not saying, like, I mean, like, he's a, Nat Turner's owner was an owner, which is awful to say. And he probably did do shitty things to them. But, so like, there's actual evil people out there that were slave owners that did, like, really cruel shit. Most, like, some, I'm sure there were some slave owners that literally treated them like workers. And, like, yeah, they probably, they whipped them when they got out of line because that's just what they thought they had to do. They didn't torture them like some of those people did. But yeah. I'm not defending slave owners by no means. They're all shitty, and I hope they're in hell. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just putting it in perspective. Yeah, yeah, just saying, like, every every slave didn't have the same experience, obviously, because we're here as a result of that. And, right. like, our ancestors might have had, like, the worst slave owners ever, and they were strong as hell, which is what I believe. And, or, like, some might have just skated on through, you know? Like, but I think, like just based off our family we've come from pretty strong people so they probably would do some shit but back to the shows i think it'll be cool to see that's my thing i think it'll be cool to see the one where obviously black people have their own shit um but i also don't think you can boycott you i don't also don't think you could say why are we revisiting or doing like this alternative history uh, revisit for one show just because it has a modern utilization of slavery and then be cool with the other show just like it has I think to it's because white people are doing it and it's slavery that and is when, <laughs> like and, but if a black person wanted to do this that would be insane also so all, like they would get, yeah, they would get it too. So, like, maybe just don't make it because, like, nobody's going to be happy. <laughs> That's what you have to look at. Um, listen to the last week's read with LeVar Burton. Cause I was they, just getting into it. Because they asked him about um, the remake of Roots. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I got black people like, like Snoop Dogg and shit hitting me up, telling me how much of a, pretty much of a fuck boy I am for why we always got to make slavery movies, this and that. And he was just like, I can't remember exactly what he said. It was just like, listen, like, 
you might not like it. Like, this is like our history. Right. Like, we don't and have how, to They're not teaching it. it to us in school. Yeah. It was like, we don't have to keep revisiting it. But he was like, people have kids every day, B. Like, these kids need to know, like, the history. Like, they're right. going to people who are going to have to know the history, no matter whether we do this or not. And, like, it needs to be modernized to them to the point where they can follow the story as well. It can't just... Like, right. don't get me wrong, like, the old roots would translate, but the new roots... Was better. Me, it was more. Was a little bit better. Yeah. It was to me, too. Like, I told, I feel like I got a whole nother vibe from it. Then, like, the first one, maybe because it was, like, super old and I don't know, but... It's I probably just because just a lot different. of those people in the old one, you may not have like associated them or like now you probably associate them with so many other things that maybe it's like a little harder to dispend belief of you know yeah kind of what they're going through i don't know i'm just kind of talking out loud but yeah that could be a part of it because yeah I remember, especially as an older like as and then being older looking at it you get a whole different perspective too from right. just being older and like life experience and right. like where the country was at the time when the new one came out like where it is now pretty much um but I, like I was saying earlier, I don't mind the slave movies just because that is our history. Like, we sitting up there watching The Patriot and all them other old movies. Like, that's their history. We don't have, you can go read a book about what happened in so-called American history and, like, slavery's two sentences. Right. And we actually have a voice and the means and, like, the people out there that's, like, smart and can write a good story about our, what happened to us. We need to know. Like, Underground. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I loved Underground, but it just sucked. Like, I know they said it was, like, super expensive to make um, because of the time period stuff. And, like, they said it was, like, $5 million an episode. Jesus. And then you got to think about the actors. Not saying that those people are like big names, but they pretty, they were, you know, most of them were at least known or seen on other things. So it's not like they could pay them nothing. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's, that's probably goes into the 5 million episode too, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with it. Um, and I also don't think people should like you can boycott it, but let them make the show and then let them boycott it by not fucking watching it. I don't care. <laughs> right. Okay, let waste them waste their, their money. money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just like, if you actually it'll hurt them more if you allow them to make the show and then don't fucking watch it instead of boycotting it just so they don't even make it. Yeah, I'm curious to see if it gets made, but I haven't like I haven't seen anything on Twitter about it. Like I didn't HBO see that saying, one no Confederate shit during Game of Thrones. So oh, I've been seeing it ever since Game of Thrones came out, but I've seen it on Facebook. Hmm. Yeah, I stay off of Facebook. So so I know there's Reign of April that started it. The same chick who started um, Oscar So White. So uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean. We will see. Uh, I try to do a better job now of not, of basically not like following the hive mind of what people are saying or what you're seeing on Twitter and stuff before really formulating an opinion. 
because I used to be bad about that. So I'm trying to be better about that. Um, <clears throat> not to say that this is necessarily one of those um, instances, but it could be before I would start jumping out there and just falling like, nope, boycotting this for whatever. It's like, you know, we'll see what comes of it, which I don't think anything positive will come out, but who knows? We'll see. Um, I just think people do. Uh, now they're trying to boycott I think we're about to get into yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that kind of leads into that is the Breakfast Club interview with Lil Duval, who was a comedian. He was on the Breakfast Club, I think, was that Friday or Thursday? Nah. Maybe. Ooh, it I don't know. It I don't been, know. I think it was it, last week. I think it was Thursday. I think I it was know. Thursday because he kept being like, I'm going to be in New York all weekend. Yeah. At Carolina. Yeah. Was, I think it was Wednesday because he said we yeah. had a show. Okay. He said we had a show Thursday, Friday because Charlamagne re- read down like the uh, list of yeah. shows. That, that doesn't really matter. That's not important. Yeah, but, anyway. But basically, he brought <laughs> Duval and Show, who's a comedian who's like been on a bunch of stuff. I guess that little that Charlamagne has been in like on MTV Two and all of his shows. And DJ Envy, <clears throat> I have a clip I can play it. So if people haven't heard it, like let me see if I can cue it up here really quick. So this is it, I think. And she didn't tell you she was a transgender. That ain't a girl. I met a boy. That means I met a boy. After four months, she told you I had sex, and then after we're not having sex. (laughs) We're not having sex. After four months, y'all had sex, and she said, "Duval." This might sound messed up, and I don't care. She dying. I I can't deal with that. Was no, that's a hate I can't do that. No, dog. You you manipulated me to believe in this thing. My mind. I'm. I can't. I can't. I'm gay. Now. I do think I'm, I'm gay. No, you're not. She's a woman. No, no, I'm gay. It happened to Richard Pryor. And nah, he's a great yeah, he cool with that. He was cool with that. He said he sucked dick. So I ain't saying. So I you couldn't come up with a good joke. No. So that was basically the clip, <clears throat> and everyone's, you know, I, I, whenever I, because I asked Chris, I was like, what happened on the Breakfast Club? Like, why are people freaking out? Basically. Because I saw all the stuff going toward Charlemagne, and then I didn't like I was which out is of, dumb. Yeah, I was out of town. I didn't have like enough time. Like I wasn't able to like hear that part of it until I was flying back on Sunday, <clears throat> and um, and then so I went back and and watched like the entire interview, and to me it seems like if anyone should be getting a lot of the and here's the thing because people are gonna be like well. <clears throat> Let me preface this by saying it's like I'm not taking up for Charlemagne or real or any of them for that matter because like a lot of the stuff like especially what Duval was saying was fucked up. Um, a lot of the questions that that were being asked that were like pretty inappropriate seem to be coming from DJ Envy, not Charlemagne. And immediately, even in the clip, whenever right after Duval said that Charlemagne was like, "Whoa!" They were all all three of the people were like, "Whoa!" He said it's a hate crime. He said that's a hate crime. He said, "No, no, you can't do that." Like that's yeah, right. And he and like just keep going. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and uh whatever and then duval said the joke was like or later when they were saying like oh but look at her look at her which which again you know the envy picked up the book envy picked up the book and was like and i could see and and um and then duval ripped off a joke that was something like oh that nigga doing his thing 
And Charlemagne <laughs> laughed at that comment. So, yes, I could see how Janet Mock, who was like the transgender, could be like, you're using me as a prop. Like, you can't make that joke. You shouldn't be laughing at that. Like, I can see, obviously, that side of it. And then she wrote uh, an essay about how she was on the show, I guess, like a week and a half ago. And they brought her up there and how she was saying how she she already knew kind of what it was going to be because she knew the reputation that the show had had and that they were going to badger and that they asked her like all these like a lot of like inappropriate questions which some of them were inappropriate which we and they all came from envy except for one right right they all came from, from envy except for one question but if you read this essay and i think i'll probably link the essay to, in our notes for this episode so if you want to check it out you can check it out there but because I, I read the essay first and you know a lot of the stuff that she was saying i don't necessarily agree with and i gotta find this quote really quick when she's talking about how she doesn't feel like it's her responsibility to to teach people trans 101 when like i can understand that because she's been living this since she is 18 but 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 it is her job whose job is it like i can't teach y'all about being trans i'm not trans Right. And like, yeah, I can go Google shit, but like, I would rather hear it from you who had this experience. Like, that's going to make it more real to me. Just like what we were saying about the whole slavery thing. Like, I need somebody to tell me, like, what it feels like to be transgender. Like, if I really want to know about right. it, like, I would go to and, a transgender. And here's the quote. <laughs> She says, in fact, I've turned down thousands from colleges and corporations because I refuse to engage in trans 101. Trans folk, especially of color, should not be obligated to help cis folk play catch up on our experiences. The effort can detract from our work to protect and liberate ourselves. So before you say something, so like that whole sentence to me is fucking crazy because she's she's basically saying that she is coming on to she said she's going to the breakfast club because a large part of their audience is like black and latino people who aren't necessarily educated on this and like she like if yeah charlamagne is basically and angela they're giving her a platform to teach people trans one-on-one so they so they know you know not actually i take that back they they put her on the platform to talk about her book um to talk about the book but her book but, is about her being trans right, in her 20s right but her book is about her being trans in her 20s so if if she acknowledges that people of color aren't necessarily up to date on this stuff and like i i just don't understand why you wouldn't want to use that opportunity to say hey look like here here's some things that you should and shouldn't say like you can google some of the stuff whatever but here are some of the things that you should and shouldn't say and even at some point dj envy does say like hey like i want to know what not to say and how not to offend uh but a lot of times i i that in itself is a problem because that's like whenever someone says oh i'm sorry what i said offended you that's not really taking ownership yeah. of of offending someone. That's just saying you're you're sorry for making them feel bad, but you're not really sorry about what you said. So there's a lot of stuff that goes in there. And like you said, Tia, if if people if if they're not going to teach us who is, and the other flip side of that, I've listened to a, another podcast where where it's a it was a podcast about race and it was black and white people on there, and they were saying like, whose job is it to to help? white people or racist people become not racist essentially like is it black people's job is it white people's job i think it's a mix of both but at but i don't think a black i don't think anyone's going to be able to teach someone 
uh, about racism better than someone who's been experiencing it their entire life? So I I don't want to take it that far. And the reason why I don't is because, um, and I'm saying this because it seems like it's newer. Uh, trans, um, I know it's probably been around for a long time, y'all. Yeah, but it's just don't now like wrong, we're, but, yeah, we're just now, now we're com- this, having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. We're in this era where we're having a conversation about it to where it's like really new and to where people are really starting to try to understand that you are born as like a, when you're born as like a male sex, but you're, but you identify as, identify as a woman. woman, Yeah. Yeah. And like, that seems newer to me than white people being super fucking racist. Um, I feel like white people being racist and racism is documented in our history. It's, I mean, it's not even, I feel like, I know it's documented in our history. And it's one of those things that um, we obviously have to be there to try to educate on something as far as what may be offensive and what may not be offensive when you say it. But as far as like the history of words such as boy and other things, I shouldn't have to educate white people on that. You should fucking know. Um, Yeah. But as far as like trans, because I feel like it's a newer thing and people are starting trying to figure out exactly how to how to operate in the world. Obviously, my mindset, mind your own damn business, you operate just fine. But um, how to bring it all together to where you aren't being uh, transphobic or anything. I think there's still a lot to learn. And I do think it is her job to educate and i think she she was literally saying that she was here to educate on the breakfast club but in that article she says she's not here to teach people about trans 101 and that kind of makes me want to figure out what the hell does she mean by trans 101 usually when we're talking 101 we're talking like introduction like general studies to like a specific subject right so i don't understand her standpoint on that because that is what you should be doing because we need to understand for us to understand um, and for us to be able to understand, then we will be able to form our, we'll be able to form better. uh, We'll be able to react better to it. We'll be able to be around it a little bit better. Um, And all this is coming out so bad because I'm really treading lightly here so without trying to say anything that offends anybody but i hope y'all get what i'm saying as far as yeah educated on this stuff yeah i mean i right. get that is I... that is sorry go ahead to you because I, I feel like i went on a long no way. i was just gonna say like when marie was on your friend mm-hmm. like if we didn't have people like her like i would like even if she doesn't give me trans 101, she could give me something. I can go look it up. Like, after I listened to y'all episode, I, like, looked up all the, like, different names, like, all the different gender types that there are. You know, like, give me something to go on. Like, I, especially older black people or just anybody that's just ignorant of it, which, like, most of us are, other than seeing, like, Caitlyn Jenner. And, like, it's more prevalent now, but we're still not it's still not something that we're totally educated on. And as a trans person, you should be educating on it. Like you're the best person to tell me like, yeah, I can go Google, but like, unless 
the trans person is writing whatever on Wikipedia, like I could go on there and write anything and tell you what it is. Like I would rather hear it from you. That is, I'm not saying that's your job for the rest of your life, but you're a outspoken out there, out and proud trans person. What would be the problem in taking you're on the breakfast club, the biggest platform um, for black people, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, and I could understand her reservations. Like if I if I'm in her shoes, I'm thinking that she's probably gotten the most flack and like the and the most hurtful things and and all this stuff from from whatever like the the demographic of what the Breakfast Club may be. So I'm sure there's probably resentment there in a weird way of not wanting to teach, not to come on here to teach people one on one or or whatever. And a lot of the stuff that envy was saying or some of the questions that he had like it did seem to come from a place of ignorance and like he did seem like i like he was he was like absolutely out of line with some of the stuff he said like yeah. uh the one thing about does she still get wet like I, that just came out of nowhere and even Charlemagne asked her like oh do you have a clear like that had nothing to do with yeah with like those, what they were talking that, about like yeah. those things that's um, just ridiculous for me because i hated that question i hated everything about that little five minute exchange with does it get wet? Do you have a clit? This and that, because I mean, obviously it's Breakfast Club, and they probably would ask some fucking girl that. But um, I just don't think. But why? I, like you should ask think anybody about like all like I could see them being curious about her wanting to know if you had the surgery, but I wouldn't even ask anybody that because like I watched like Janet Mock and like a couple other like kind of famous transgenders were like on this thing on HBO and they were saying how they like hate a a lot some people don't mind but like some transgenders don't want you asking them like did they have the full surgery like it's none of our business and I get that like don't be yeah like you shouldn't ask people that um but I mean yeah, I mean that there, was, that was like soft compared to the other things that they asked. Well, the other her. thing too, and again, I'm not trying to be like uh, I'm not caping for anyone or like yeah, we whatever. might need to back up a I mean, little bit because I feel like yeah. We're... First of all, what Little Duval said yeah. was absolutely awful. Well, that's what I'm trying to like, get to. Nobody should say like it wasn't a it wasn't funny, and I know we all say like comedians say comedians say that. Well, we got pissed when uh. Bill Maher said nigger, so we we should get pissed about what he said too. But everybody directed their hate towards Charlemagne, which is why we're not even talking about what the original problem was, which is the problem. We're not talking about what he said because everybody directed their damn anger at the so called quote unquote star of the show. Yeah, and, and Duval like Who said it was stuff, a hate crime. Well, like his whole ex- Duval's whole explanation of why he can say these things was so crazy to me. He was just like. He was basically just saying how well, he's a comedian and he should and he should just be able to say these things. And if people don't understand it, then that's their problem. Like that's to how me, for the past like 70, 80 years. Though. But that's how people. Yeah. Have but that doesn't make it right is what I'm saying. Right. And that's like how people most have felt the... towards comedians, too, is alcohol is like a drug. Like it's one of the worst drugs out there. But the stigma around it is it's social. It's fun. We don't label it like cocaine or anything i'm not saying that makes it right but that's how we've treated it so that's how people have treated comedians for since there has been 
comedians. So that's that's what he's saying. Yeah. And no, it's not right. They shouldn't be able to say other anything they say. Um, they shouldn't be able to offend anybody just to get a joke off. But I'm just saying that's how it's being. That's what he was saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, I couldn't understand, but just the, the way that it was coming out of his mouth, he just made it seem like it just gives him a pass to say whatever he wants because he's a comedian. And if that's how it's been for the past 80 years, then 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 whatever. But I think there's the a, I think there's a he's not the first, he, but I think there's a the difference first. in how people tell these jokes. Like if Chris Rock tells a joke, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a good example of someone telling a joke that is dave chappelle when he was talking about the gay cpr see I, well a lot of people got upset over that and i never i haven't yeah. i, haven't I didn't get upset about that i thought it was i thought it was funny and the way he was like brought up the transgender thing about how they were like she wants to be called like you need to refer to her as she like that was like compared like he wasn't gonna say like i'm gonna sit up here and choke her because she's transgender and let her die like not saying that he's uh little duval said that either but what he said was like a hate crime and it was like straight up hateful <laughs> like that was in that was crazy yeah. i should have moved past it i was saying like and yes i think that is how it's been with comedians for since i can remember um the stigma around like their jokes and whatever um, the only time I've ever seen, like, outside of recently, to where we get sensitive over everything, but the only time I've ever seen a comedian really get in trouble is when old boy Kramer from Seinfeld actually, mm-hmm. was, like, has some malice between his N-word, N-word, nigga, 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 there's a nigga, here's a nigga, whatever, grab a nigga by the toe, I don't know what he said. Um... But um, yeah, that's about the only time I've seen it. But around comedians, and I've heard multiple people say that. It wasn't just Lil Duval say that. I'm pretty sure somebody said that on the uh, Brilliant Idiots a few weeks back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I was about, like, I was thinking like Andrew says stuff like that all the time, but he just kept going on with it, and I just. And plus, with all the transgender women being murdered, like that's like a hot topic right now. Like, and envy is a piece of shit for even bringing that up. Like, you already knew what this man was gonna say. Like, y'all boys, y'all probably done talked about this before a million times. Like, why even bring that up? Even though, still not dismissing what little Duval's feelings. Like, like you shouldn't kill a person. Like, that's a hate crime. No, I but, hope- he shouldn't have said he should not have like don't ask people that like that's stupid our whole thing is the hate was directed to Charlemagne, and people are going to say that it's because they mm-hmm. gave him a platform. a platform duval already has this platform um i don't understand that either um but the hate should have been directed towards duval but they probably didn't go towards duval because they know he don't give a fuck and it should have been directed towards envy because envy was the main Envy was the main one. Um, Charlemagne dismissed it. He said it's a hate crime. I mean, every time old boy said uh, tranny, Charlemagne corrected him and said, no, you got to say transgender. And I mean, I didn't understand the backlash on Charlemagne. He tweeted and said, I remember when people used to get mad at shit that I actually said. Yeah, because I was just like, whoa, like, y'all totally, like, 
forgetting who said the shit and who brought it up. Like, I feel like Envy got nothing. Like, they keep saying the Breakfast Club, but, like, they mainly talking about Charlemagne. Yeah, that's a, that's why I'm telling, like, when I read her essay, because basically, like, a girl, like, I asked this girl that I know, hey, like, what do you think of all this backlash? And she just, well, she she basically was saying, well, because Charlemagne gave him the platform, and, like, that's what everyone says. But, like, it, he's I feel like he's given a lot of different, and, like, if you, I don't know, I guess because, I like, I read his book, which was pretty good, and he talks about, like, and he, I think he says in this interview with Janet Mock, he's like, you know, people... He's saying like when people don't know something, that's when they act out or scared or, or whatever. You know, you know, it comes from like uh, ignorance comes of like fear, basically, of not knowing something or whatever, basically. But um, people fear what they don't know, right? People fear what they don't know. So um, yes, whatever he gave him platform, but like I'm pretty sure that I, like I don't know, like maybe every other gay or trans person that they've had on the Breakfast Club, I don't know how many they've had or not. So I can't speak to any of the other interviews, um, per se. But like, I would imagine that it, that's not the first transgender person they've given the platform to, or anyone in the LGBT community. Like, I'm sure they have like a bazillion guests on the Breakfast Club, I guess. And but people keep saying, you know, well, he gives his platform these type of people, and it probably doesn't help that Rick Ross was just there last week saying whatever he said. Um, even though he came out with an apology that to me seemed like pretty genuine and people still gave him shit even after the apology, which I read, I was like, okay. Cause I didn't even expect his apology to be like that. What seemingly was a sincere one, but it is what it is. Uh, they don't really care for the apology, man. That's right. my whole, people don't really want apologies. They want to be mad. They're going to stay mad. And that's just what's going to happen. They don't really give a shit about your apology. They want to cancel you real quick. And... There's almost no point in apologizing nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Unless you, like, actually know the person, obviously. It's, like, personal. Or so I guess between them, they probably have a shit ton of companies that pay them, support them. So maybe the company for, like, a PR aspect wants them to apologize. And sometimes you got to do that business decision-wise. But Yeah. And another, another point that's kind of – it's not off topic at all, but it – goes back to something Tia was saying her earlier how um you know what people know about transgender people are like the more famous ones like a Caitlyn Jenner or something like that and, and Janet Mock she was saying how well Caitlyn Jenner isn't the face for for black transgender mm-hmm. people and I thought that was like a really good point because I don't know other than like Laverne Cox and uh Right, which goes back to her point of why she needs to be teaching trans one hundred and one because there's not that did she, many. Did she, <laughs> like, did she vote for Trump? I feel like that came up in a tweet or something the other day. I don't know. But, oh God, I don't think Caitlyn did, ooh, but Caitlyn not Janet did. Mock. But like, but they put the picture of both of them together, and it was so it really confused me, and I didn't like I couldn't find. No, I'm pretty sure she didn't. Okay. That was Laverne Cox. They said Laverne Cox didn't vote for Trump. Oh, okay, okay. For some yeah. reason, I was thinking that they said that she did, and I was like, whoa. But yeah, I mean that's you know obviously, and I'm pretty sure was she on the Breakfast Club? I don't know. I feel maybe I, I don't know for sure, know. but um, it, seem, it seems like she. I don't know because yeah, I don't know, it was. Cool. It I was like looking they, at and whenever you watch the video too, and I went back and just looked at a bunch of videos. There's literally like the LGBTQ like flag in the background behind every guest who sits at the Breakfast Club. 
And I know mm. people say, well, just because they have the flag there doesn't mean this or that or whatever. Um, but they it, have everybody as guests, though. Like the women's march, uh, they'll have like the women's organizers march or women's march organizers. Um, and then they'll have like Rick Ross and then they have like 21 Savage and they have like Brother Umar Johnson. I mean, then they have Minister Farrakhan. I mean, they've had everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, and they ask everybody ridiculous questions. Right. Um, right. And I don't even think that interview with Janet Mock outside of Envy's few questions and then Charlemagne asking her if she has a clit was um right was that that's but a, then going back to another thing you said about envy saying like he don't want to say something to offend offend her i mean i can feel that too um because like he should have a little more it's one of those things where you're things. like well it was the same thing i said before coming on this podcast i was like man I'm not educated enough about this subject. I feel like if I say something, I don't know what I can say or what I can't say that's going to offend somebody. I'm not like, so that's why I was like treading lightly on talking about this shit because I don't, I, I really don't know what, what's sensitive right. to yeah. transgender. But culture. I feel like his questions were like clear. Like you wouldn't ask any woman that. And I feel like, Whenever, even if you don't know anything about transgender, if they're a female now, you need to treat them with respect as you would a female. If they're a male, you need to treat, like, don't ask them things like, I would, if I met a trans man just on the street, I wouldn't be like, so does your thing, did you get a penis and does it get hard? Like, I'm not. Right. If it was like, what am I really good? Yeah, if it was a really good friend or somebody like that, I might ask those questions. But like somebody I'm interviewing or somebody I meet on the street or whatever, I would never ask that. Now, if they give me that information, I'm going to listen. But if it's a a transgender man, can we run his fade, though? Yeah, because he's a man. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you got to... They feel like they're a man, they're a man. They feel like they're a woman, they're a woman. Like, we just have to treat them as, if we just treat people as whatever they want to be, we ain't got to worry. We don't have, we don't need trans 101. We need human 101. <laughs> like, that's, we don't need to know if you're, are your, how your parts work if they not going to be working for me. Yeah, I don't care how your parts work if they fact. not working for me, point blank, period. I don't care. Well, I mean, that's, again, a problem within itself with more infighting. It's like, you know, misandry Twitter is like, well, no one knows how to treat women. So if you don't know how to treat women and then you don't. And then there's like a transgender person who now identifies. It's like it's like double the it's like double the ignorance or what it not necessarily ignorance. But you, you get what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's compiled on to how you already don't know how to treat a woman and then bring all these other circumstances into it so whatever like i think the again my whole take on this sorry go ahead i said it's a golden rule it's simple right treat other people how you want to be treated it doesn't matter if they trans cis whatever all the other names like just treat people like human beings and like we'll be fine (laughs) word um yeah, I mean, that's really all. I just kind of want to leave it at that. Again, reading, and 
I thought, and because at the end of it, like you said, Chris, outside of those three or four things that they said that were like obviously inappropriate, for the most part, it seemed like a lot of the questions that they asked were weren't that out of line or crazy. Um, And it seemed like Angela was trying to drive the conversation away from some of it, but just in the essay, it it seemed, and again, I'm not trying to put words in her mouth or like make it seem like she was lying, but it just seemed like, I I thought I was going to listen to the interview and like the entire time they were going to just be bashing. Who knows? Like maybe they edited a lot of the stuff out. You never really know. So, and she looked uncomfortable. Like I could tell, like when they kept saying stuff, she just looked so uncomfortable and like maybe maybe just getting asked one question like that is like getting asked 10 because you're like god i gotta go out right are people gonna ask me this for the rest of my life like blah blah blah. like i get that but and i'm assuming maybe she doesn't have like a publicist but i feel like a lot of times someone has a publicist and they're gonna say hey like don't ask these questions she does she used to run like people magazine or something like i'm pretty sure breakfast club they have this thing where they're like we can ask you what the hell we want to ask you. Nobody's yeah. going to talk, but we're going to ask, and if that's the case, and we're just not going to interview you, so. If you finish, yeah. is you done. Yeah, but um, <laughs> right. my, one more thing on this, and then we can move on, is, or if y'all have anything else to say about it, but Crystal, I like, I love Crystal, but her saying that Charlemagne laughing means he has a prejudice towards trans, um, transgender um, or the transgender culture is kind of ridiculous to me. That's like that just didn't make sense to me when I saw that. And obviously, it's on Twitter, so she doesn't have more room to explain. But just because I, I feel like it me. was more of like a nervous laugh. Like I can't believe this dude just said. Like I don't think he was. It was I just, just a don't weird think that situation. If you laugh at a joke. That means you have <laughs> a prejudice towards. I, I would need more explanation on that. Because that didn't make any kind of sense to me. I guess they're saying if you're laughing, that means you're condoning what he said. But, like, he was I guess he maybe if he would have got stern and been like, yo, Duval, shut the fuck up. Like, dude, you can't say that. Like, maybe he should have done that. But, like, he knows little Duval. They're friends in real life. Like, dude is not going to stop. Like, he's going to say what he's going to say. Yeah. And the backlash should have been on him, not on Everybody. And every Duval's been doing this for twenty plus years, and right. stuff hasn't changed much. He hasn't changed much, so I don't understand why people be surprised when this shit happens. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing. And if people want to continue to be ignorant and like say stuff like he does, let them be and teach the people that want to learn more about it. Like, move on from them. Like, you're not gonna change everybody you know, overnight or maybe ever at all. So focus on the people that you can change and get as allies. Forget everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I will say this will be the last thing I'll say about it, is Duval seemed pretty like he just seemed like coming from this interview and maybe I'm just saying this and it's completely wrong, but it seemed like he had no it just felt like he wasn't going to change what he was thinking. And he's not. And nah, he's not. he had no remorse. He, he had no remorse, which is like, which is fucked up. Um, and again, that's that was my whole thing. He seems like using the whole I'm a comedian, I can say whatever I want excuse seems kind of bullshit not to learn about human rights stuff. Or like, not necessarily human rights stuff, but like being educated. Like, yeah, so you you're not going to educate anything, yourself you just because you can say anything? 
Right. Like even Kathy Griffin got ripped for the whole Donald Trump thing. Like there are there's like probably four or five things out there that you can't say or do, like if you're a comedian or not, that you're not gonna get reamed for. Yeah, it was also a garbage it was, um, it was a garbage hypothetical, and it was like a garbage setup. hypothetical. And but if I had never watched the interview, I would have assumed that Charlemagne threw out all those questions. And... Right, and now watching that and the Janet mock, I'm like envious. Worse, yeah. Like Charlemagne's known for saying asking like questions and stuff, but like that's not he's crass envious, with everyone. Like, yeah, envy. He like has some extra like emphasis on it. Like I feel like Charlemagne just like generally wants to know. Yeah. And Charlemagne, I mean, and envy has some kind of like spite behind it. It's it like just, spite. I can't tell if it's like necessarily homophobic stuff, but you're right. It's it's like you know. It's people, like I'm a man and I'm gonna ask the question this way. Like, right. do you get wet? Da, da, right. da, da, da. Like, ugh. Right. Because, yeah, because Charlemagne seems that when he asks a question, it, even though it's crass, I think it comes from, like, a place of actually wanting to know. And he's not – I mean, sometimes he says stuff to get under people's skin, obviously, because that's probably how he got to where he is. But I still think it's a lot of times coming from a place of actually wanting to, um, you know, like wanting to to know, you know, about who a person is. I mean, he talks about that, too. He's like, I think the person who, like, gave him his first break was, like – uh, was a gay guy who worked at the radio. Him, he talks about that in his book and how people were like, we're calling him homophobic. He's like, how am I homophobic or all this stuff? He's like, the first person who gave me my break in radio was a gay guy, who I'm still good friends with to this day. So, again, it is what it is. But we can move on. Um, but I never even listened to any of the backup or any of the follow up interviews or anything that they had. So I don't even know what they came back with but i know they did talk about it either like on the next episode or a couple after but it is what it is but that's our take um man what can we round this out with how about a little white house survivor (laughs) (laughs) like there doesn't even need like or more like a he's treating this like the apprentice this dude is like you're fired yeah it's crazy you know i was making like parallels today it's like if if North Korea could actually have access to TV, they would know how we feel about them. Because we're like, oh, who is this crazy person running that country over there who could nuke anyone at any given time? And then I was like, right. oh, that's kind of like Donald Trump. Because <laughs> except we just have, well, hell, we don't even have, do we have access to press briefings anymore? Not cameras, well, but we like. Do now. Oh, we, we do, do now. now. Oh, we do now. Well, Scaramucci. Anybody. Yeah, he enforced that again, and then, like, ever since then and since he's been gone, they've been on camera. I think if North Korea had TV, they <laughs> would probably just chill because they'll realize. Yeah, because they're like, they'll oh, probably they're realize how much we up. hate Trump. <laughs> like, right. Like, they're not even happy over there. So, like, they're not even worried about us. They got their own problems. Well,. Yeah, my roommate, he like made a funny joke. He's like, "Well, Kim Jong Un is probably more popular in North Korea than Trump is here, and that's only because of like propaganda, and they don't know any better, and they're brainwashed people, obviously. So I don't know if it's like true popularity, but yeah. uh, but it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like the, because basically, what I was thinking because uh, Donald Trump, I guess, told Lindsey Graham that. Uh, if they keep testing missiles, like he would just he would basically just wipe them out, so they wouldn't have a chance to to send any to the U.S. Essentially, which in turn would probably like really fuck up 
uh, a lot of parts of South Korea because Seoul is pretty close. Um, uh, I guess the Pyongyang, which is the capital of North Korea, but you know, it's crazy that he's just saying like, "Yeah, I'll just wipe him out." Kurt, he ain't gonna do shit. Like he can't even keep a staff. <laughs> <laughs> like who even like what's going on with healthcare? What's going on with this? Nobody knows because literally every day for the past week it's been the Mooch, Rance, all these names, Scaramucci, Rance Priebus, like weird names. Like I don't maybe now that he has Kelly, John his name John Kelly, somebody with a real name, maybe like they'll make sense. I don't because nobody else has made sense. Um I don't or think stuck around. I don't think anybody's sticking around because I don't think Trump's sticking around. But well, they also said that he w- wanted to get rid of the mooch because he was getting more like attention and like getting you know pretty much as big as Trump in the press and like he you know Trump only wants to be on top. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. I... Yeah, I was banking on, uh, I you know, I think everyone thought that whenever Trump announced that on Twitter that that's how Scaramucci or whatever found out. But I guess he, I guess he had resigned that day before, that Thursday. That's what people were saying. They always. Know. Yeah, I'm sure that's, how, I mean, they can spin it however they want. I don't know if there's any. They trip. said this, that's what they said about Rance Priebus. They said that. Oh, yeah, Priebus, he, I'm sorry. Yeah, they said that he actually, res- but. I don't know. I feel like they give them some kind of magic potion because, like, they just look crazy on TV. They always have this, like, weird smile. Like, it's like they're brainwashed when they come out of there. And it's probably Steve Bannon because he's the, like, lone one left. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't kept track of how many people have quit or been fired so far, but I looked at, like, how many people quit or left or got fired, I think, during Obama's term, and it was, like... 14 people and i would imagine most of those people i guess quit maybe didn't get fired so to speak um i didn't look into it too heavily i was just kind of looking at the numbers so i'm not really sure what donnie's at yet if it's close to even double digits but i mean spicer rebus i have no idea the uh is sessions in Sessions. She's still there, barely. Oh, the FBI director. Comey. Comey. Yeah. There's someone else, too. I think there, he's at least at, I don't know, somewhere between five and seven. I mean, well, he's had two chief of staffs, right? Because he had, like, a tweet trashing Obama for having three chiefs of staffs. And I think he's already at number two. So I don't, I'm not exactly sure the number of people who have, like, been fired or resigned. But this is probably a record number in record time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, six you ain't months. even been there a year yet. Like, you don't have anything in place. Like, your house isn't stable. How is the country going to be stable? Man, I've been on the job for eight months. Not, it hasn't even been eight months. It's been... It hasn't been... What? He was in office January. A couple weeks to be eight months. A couple weeks to be eight months. Ooh. It felt like eight years. I yeah, can I we do this for four, three more years? I don't think so. It's not possible. I didn't even think about politics 
six of the years Obama was in term. Me, like, that's a, I'm on a president where I don't even have to think about watching CNN. <laughs> that's a fact. Other than when he's given a address or if somebody killed Osama bin Laden and shit like that. Yeah. yeah, but like I feel like I have to watch it every single because it's something new every single day. I used to run from the State of the Union when we only had four channels, boy. Right, but you couldn't because it was on every one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the thing about Trump lying or with a letter with his son? Um, I missed that today. Well, he that um, he said he didn't know about well actually i don't even know if he lied so i think what happened was he said he didn't know oh boy met with um the russian people he didn't know donald trump jr met with the russian people i didn't know about the response but today he said or it came out today that he helped him write his apology which was bullshit the first one yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's on CNN apology. right now. It's like Trump weighed in on Trump Jr.'s misleading statement. Mm. But they still that's they're saying like that still doesn't prove that he knew like he's probably just going like saying he was going on his son's word, which we all know he knew all that shit. Yeah. Like they're doing every they get like right to where they can like get his ass and then like there's a buffer. Well, he didn't really know that he really did meet with them, so he wrote this statement based on what his son told him. You know, like, bullshit. He's a con artist. Right. But the thing about that, you always get caught up once. Yeah. Somebody to snitch, and I think the way he, the way he's operating, somebody gonna have to snitch eventually. Yeah, I, I just don't see how the people that's getting fired haven't snitched because you know they know stuff. I mean, it's two things: either there isn't nothing, or Trump Trump got them paid, or yeah. <laughs> and maybe know. they don't know. Maybe he is smart enough to like literally keep it in his little inner circle, but and that's why he feels like he can fire these people because they're not like his quote unquote people, like his relatives or you know whatever i don't know we'll see we will we'll see. see i'm sure next week there'll be at least i don't know i was gonna something. say they'll they'll hell be, tomorrow they might be some yeah i mean just wait i mean there's gonna be tweets it's trump <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on it's gonna be something oh i don't even think we ever talked about banning um transgender people from the army oh yeah that happened i think that happened the day after we recorded yeah yeah Yeah. like he's trash like what do you do like hate that's a hate crime to me like don't you can't you can't ban somebody from something that you didn't even have the balls to go do yeah like like you dodge the draft and all this shit and like I feel like anybody that's willing to die for our country or like just serve our country, I don't care if you blue, purple, pink, dog, cat, if you want to go do it, do it. You can fight for me because I ain't fighting for Right. I don't want to go over there, but if you want to, have at it. But, and I thank you. Like, I don't care who you are, what race, creed, none of that. I don't, if you want to go do that and defend me, thank you. 
Respect. That's all we need to say. Like, who tell my it'll cost too much to pay for their medical expenses? Um, stop buying fucking Viagra, right? And then, okay, so if they do get like, I don't think people join the army just to get like surgery or whatever because like you can't serve because you just had surgery. Like you're out of commission for a hot minute. So like, I don't know if this to be true, and I'm sure people do transition while they're in the military, but. Like they like you were saying like I don't know if you they were saying like the Viagra thing forty one million dollars, yeah. and they they said that I think they only spend like eight million or something like that on transgender. I don't know if that's exactly it, but it was like very disproportionate to what they spend on Viagra. Yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> one of those things where he can just say to get his listeners to be like, oh yeah, that's why, and there's like no factual things behind it. It just like one of those, it's just propaganda. It's just like one of those things that he can say. And they said he didn't even get approval. Like when he announced it on Twitter, Twitter, like the um, the generals and shit were like, what? Yeah. We didn't or, say that. Here's the other thing, though, that's here's the most scary thing about uh, like all of this stuff is I read something the other day where it was like half of the people who voted for Trump actually believe that he won the popular vote so that basically legitimately <laughs> means that like 30 million americans live in an alternate universe where they truly believe that he won the popular vote when in reality he lost by however many votes two and a half million votes in the popular vote so like they're literally living in an alternate like reality so anything that he says, you know, whatever to them is, is they're just going to take it as truth and, and go with it because they're not even right. living in the same reality I'm that we are. I'm reading a tweet right now from a guy named Daniel Dell. And this is why, like, Trump lied about the Boy, Scott, Boy Scouts. A senior scout source says there was no call at all, let alone a call telling him his speech was the best. Like, <laughs> I mean... Well, and th- who cares? Like, why? Like, it was the Boy Scout. Nobody definitely told him the speech was the best in front of the policeman after he pretty much was oh, like, God, go never, out and Yeah, we never talked about that either. He's telling the police to basically keep brutalizing people. But the poli- a, a lot of police path. chiefs came out and were like, we don't condone what he said. Like, we're not listening to that shit, which, like, whatever. Well, then but, why were they all laughing in the background? Right there. All ambassadors was right there clapping. Clapping, too. yeah. yeah. And laughing. It's just like, don't say stuff like that. But he, and he is so obsessed with Obama that it's like almost sick. I feel like he has an, he probably has like Obama's portrait like all over his bedroom. He, he is tattoo? so obs- <laughs> probably <laughs> he probably got a lower back tattoo of President Obama <laughs> with sun with like aviators on. Yeah. Like he's so obsessed with him. It's like really sad and it's kind of scary. Like why are you so focused on the last be- president? He knows he can never be him. He knows he can never He'll never have his popularity. No, he will never. He will never. He will He'll nobody- never have his admiration. Trump is an absolute idiot, um, and I just—I just don't care about any of that. Like he's—he's he's garbage. Everything about him is garbage. Like every he's a narcissist. Everything yeah. has to be. Oh, oh, they said it was the best. Oh, they said it was the best. They said I was the best. Like, like I want to punch you. Shut up. Yeah, like who? You're already the president of the United States. Like. 
every other president basked in just being the president. If you're the president, like, obviously, like, you're, like, well, all of them before this one were, like, not subhuman, like, maybe not even George Bush Jr., but anyway, he was even better than Trump. I just feel like he his delivery was off. He was not a good public face for our country because he just looked like an idiot all the time. Trump is just embarrassing and won't shut the hell up. But as president, like, you're already on a pedestal. Like, why keep, how further can you go up? You're the president of the United States. <laughs> Be happy with that. You don't have to say you're the best at everything. You have the biggest crowd. This man's still on a campaign trail. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what's crazy. It's like he's still on, on, on a campaign trail, basically. It's like he forget. like, does he not know that he won? They said he already has, like, a campaign staff for, like, the next... Oh, I'm sure he does. He better. Because the nigga ain't winning. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. He cannot win. He like, cannot. He if, he, if... if he makes it and he wins again, I'm officially done with white folks. <laughs> <laughs> I will, for I'll, real, like, that I will cut off. unforgivable, like... Y'all have to recognize that this, like, he's not getting anything done because he can't even, like I say, he can't even keep his staff together. So why do you think he can run a country? Just because he can run a business doesn't mean he can run the free world. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, that's what he thought. He ain't doing it. That's what he thought, but it ain't working. And y'all look stupid. I swear, if he wins in 2020, I'm moving. I'm gonna be like them people in like Obama. I'm moving to China. I'm moving to China. <laughs> right. Like uh, I can't. I can't. Like we cannot go through eight years of this shit. Yeah. I think. I think if. I don't even think he can. Like honestly, I think he'll have a heart attack or something. Yeah. Because like you know like when people are the president, like they show you like how much they age, like over time. Mm-hmm. And he all red in the face. Mama talking about that's a sign of heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look at like Obama whenever he was first got elected versus like after. Like you fucking age. Like that shit has to take a toll on your body. So like for him to like, and especially if they if he really is as crazy as they say he is, then like his like he must have some. Yeah, he's gonna age from tension. being pissed all the time. Like Obama actually aged from like being stressed and actually caring about the country and trying to figure out the right thing to do for everybody. This dude gonna die of a heart attack because John Kelly or whatever his name is is gonna tell him, no, you need to stop tweeting. Like, that's probably what's gonna make his head explode. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, next week on White House Survivor, we'll see who who stays on the island or who doesn't. But Surprisingly, that Sarah Huckabee chick's doing really well. She sounds. She sounds like she's related to Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, she is. <laughs> is she the new press secretary? She's the one that like talks at the. I guess she is. She's yeah. something. She, she's okay. the one that talks at the thing. I just hate the way she talks. So. Surprisingly, she's doing really well right now. I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched sp- any briefings. Well, she's more polished than Sean. Like Sean was super nervous. Like this girl. Like I saw a tweet where they were like. Or somebody said, like, oh, one of my friends, her brother was like, she's one of the girls that probably, like, beat a kid up on the playground. 
<laughs> like she's a beast. So she'll be fine and she's not going to like, yeah, she's saying bullshit because it's about Trump, but like, she's going to sound better saying it than Spicer ever did. Yeah. Cause he didn't even make any damn sense. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't watch those, so I can't even speak on her, but maybe I'll, I'll look at a video of her. Um, I think that's about I got all on the rundown here. Um, you guys have any parting words? Um, nah, I don't really. Word. Well, direct uh, your anger towards the right people that are ignorant, not towards the people that just yeah. don't deserve. I don't think Charlemagne deserves a blowback. Um, I think it's times when Charlemagne deserves blowback, but I don't think he deserved it then. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's not when somebody thing, like, like literally, not when somebody literally spoke out of their mouth about a hate crime that they would commit. Like, no. Oh boy, I can't wait to get some feedback on this one. But we'll be here to talk about it next week. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Well, we're signing off. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.